Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Christmas time is almost upon us. We got about a week to go before it is, in fact, Christmas. Which is why I decided to have these last two episodes of Adam Analyzes here before Christmas. And one, I guess, landing on Christmas. But anyway, I decided to devote them specifically to Christmas movies that aren't necessarily ones that you would want to watch with the family. Or who knows, maybe your family loves horror movies and your kids love horror movies, so then yeah, maybe you do want to watch it with them. I don't know. So this will be part one. It'll be the movie that is the week before Christmas. It's a film I haven't seen before. I knew about it, I just haven't watched it. So up until a few hours ago, haven't seen it. But I'll talk about that in a little bit. Here it is. Week 1, Part 1, whatever you want to call it. This is the 2010 film Rare Exports, A Christmas Story. Rare Exports tells the story of Petari, or Pitari, however you say it. I'm not familiar with a Finnish accent. Him and his friend, Juso are watching a expedition or mining crew uncover the tomb of Santa Claus. That's right. In this movie, Santa Claus does exist. He is frozen in ice. He is pretty much a Krampus-style beast. He is a very gigantic creature in the movie when we actually do see him, and I kind of like that about it. Also, his helpers, the elves, if you want to call them that, The helpers are actually what we know to be Santa Claus. So all of those that go out are Santa's helpers. So all those stories about how Santa can make his way through different houses and whatnot all in one night. Well, this is how and why he has all these helpers that look like what we know Santa to look like. The difference is these helpers are stealing children and also stealing Things such as ovens and hair dryers and space heaters to go and defrost this gigantic Krampus Santa Claus. If it does sound a little goofy, that's because it is. This movie is almost a somewhat darkly comedic horror film. It's definitely a horror film. I would say that the comedy does fall a little flat. It's very dry and doesn't have a lot of presence until the very end of the movie. The end of the movie is actually pretty humorous. The things leading up to that, we don't get a whole lot of that humor throughout, which is good. I appreciate that it didn't try to balance horror and humor the way that other films such as like Krampus did. This is a movie with a somewhat silly premise. However, it really asks you as a viewer to take it seriously. I like that about the movie because it actually does seem believable in its own weird way with the way the movie presents it. It's also very well done. The director I'm not familiar with as this is a Finnish movie. I'm not familiar with him, but it's very stylish with the way everything is done. The director, Jalmari Hellander, hopefully I'm saying that right, definitely has a keen eye for setting up shots. It really shows up more towards the end of the film, for for me anyway. He definitely shines as a director here with the helicopter scene towards the end of the movie. As soon as Rare Exports starts, 
it's a little bit on the funny side with the card that the guy that hired this crew to dig up Santa Claus. This card has a set of rules on it, and they're rules to be good, and if you follow those rules, I guess you'll be okay. There are moments later in the movie where this crew does not follow the rules, and it sets up a kind of funny vanishing of the crew itself. The opening credits even show some different variations of Santa Claus, mostly the evil Santa Claus, not the Coca-Cola Santa Claus as the movie calls him. It shows different Santas and Krampus-style beasts, even going so far as to cooking children. It's just pretty awesome that it really focused on the darker legends and tales, the various mythologies of the Santa Claus legend. What really sets this one apart is that it's very unique because it could be a holiday or a Christmas movie, it doesn't go for the familiar sentimental holiday tropes that even the film Krampus went into. Sure, at its heart, it's a story of a single father taking care of his son by living on their land, and you really get the impression that maybe the mom who's out of the picture maybe died or left him, so the father is just trying to do right by his son. Where the movie really hit home as far as that this is a Christmas or a holiday movie is that the kid saves the day. He's the one that hatches the plan to save the children of the town. Ah, that's right. I did not mention about the children of the town yet. They are taken by Santa's helpers. They're put into sacks and are, I guess, going to be punished by this giant Krampus Santa. So the town's children were actually taken from their beds at night, put into these sacks, delivered to this Krampus Santa. I actually think it's a little bit creepy with what's put into the children's beds. Looks like little wicker figurines of the children. They put those there in place of the kids. Of course, the children that were taken were ready to be judged by the judge jury executioner Santa Claus. Another moment of this one that I really liked was the fact that they wound up capturing one of the Santa's helpers or elves, whatever you want to call him, the image of Santa that we know. They actually capture one by accident because he falls in a pit designed to capture and kill wolves, these pits, because they thought wolves were the ones that were actually going and killing the reindeer. They find the Santa in a pit. They think he's dead, but this Santa Claus comes alive when he senses a child near his presence or smells gingerbread. I think we're supposed to assume that these Santas, these elves, these helpers, I think we're supposed to assume that they're immortal or something because this Santa, this helper thing, whatever, he's not in good shape and they really do think that he's dead. Considering the father does have a slaughterhouse style thing, like where he can hunt and kill pigs and stuff like that in the land, they decide they're going to cut up the body and hide it because that wolf pit was illegal. This one that they captured is actually a bit on the creepy side, especially when they're de trying to deliver him to the guy that hired the crew initially at the start of the film. 
They're going to hold this Santa as ransom and ask for $85,000. I think they should have asked for a lot more, but hey, that's what they decided to ask for. When they're transporting him, when they have Petrie, I think I'm saying it right, when they have him in the backseat of the truck, this thing goes and starts ducking and looking at him because it wants to capture him. It's a definite creepy moment in a horror film that doesn't really have much in the way of scares or anything like that. I know it is a horror film at its heart, but it's tough for me to actually call it a horror film because there's not really any scares or anything. There's a little bit of, you know, those creepy moments, but it's not really a horror horror film. It's not a jump scare film or anything like that. Maybe that's because it's not an American film. I don't know. While this film is actually in Finnish primarily, there are moments where there is English dialogue. The end of the movie is actually pretty funny. You have our main characters here. All of them survive. They go and take these Santa helpers. They go and they put them to Santa school, ship them all across the, the world, and then go and I guess they're going to deliver joy to all the children. So it's a bit of a happy ending of sorts. It's kind of funny that it seems that they made a company out of this. They call it Rare Exports. Of course, that's where the movie gets its title. Overall, this was an enjoyable movie that I had no expectations for. I remember BloodyDisgusting.com actually covered it when it came out. I just didn't see it, and I don't know why. The reason I decided to watch it is because I heard director... Mick Garris, I heard him talk about it on his Postmortem podcast. He said that it's one of his favorite holiday films. While it's not one of mine, it was an entertaining time. If I did have any complaints about the movie, it's that it drags a little bit. It takes a while for it to get going. The movie definitely does a lot of setup. I don't know if it really works in its favor because the ending doesn't really pay off to any kind of big action or violent payoff that we think may happen. It simply doesn't. Even though it was slow, it didn't actually detract from my enjoyment of this movie. It's definitely fun. If you're in the mood for something a little different, sure, check it out. It's not great by any stretch, but it's not bad either. Something you can put on for about an hour and a half and have fun with. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach me at Adam analyzes podcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at my website, adamanalyzes.com. Also, if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. That will allow me to reach some new listeners and continue making these. Plus, as you guys know, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.